Yeah, what is going on, everybody? We are back with another episode of From My Experience Podcast. I am super excited, and I will get to that in a moment. But first, I would like to thank you, our listeners, those of you who listen, like, share, subscribe, FME underscore podcast on Instagram, From My Experience Podcast on Facebook. Those of you who text me, email me, my friends who are listening, who support me and give me tips and tell me what they want from the show, that that, that feedback. I love y'all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It helps. And y'all know why we do this. We promote positivity. Shout out to our affiliates, Acre Gold, Jot Forms, and Garner's Garden. If you want to support the show, those links are in the description. They have some great products and services that can benefit you. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we have a special guest in the building. So I had the pleasure of having a conversation with this brother a couple years ago when I was... um, the uh, conversation facilitator or the interview facilitator for National Black Man Day. So shout out to Dr. Ashley Dash for this introduction. Ladies and gentlemen, we have best-selling author, coach, and empowerment entrepreneur, Mr. Anthony Bryce. What's going on, brother? What is going on with you, man? How are you? I'm good, man. It's great to be here. Man, it has been a while. You look good. I can tell you're feeling good. You got a smile on your face. I'm glad to see the positive energy, man. Yes, sir. Yeah, I definitely got it, man. A lot of a lot of blessings going on, and uh, I'm glad we could finally make this happen. We've been talking about it for a long time, and you know, a lot of times people talk about this stuff, but it, it never happens. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So... Uh, I'm glad we were able to still stay in contact, you know, and still, you know, kind of actually make this thing happy. So absolutely, man. And and I totally get it. Like I get busy and I know what it's like to be busy doing meaningful work. So I'm always like, eh, I'll touch in. I'll touch in. We'll get up eventually. And here we are. And I definitely appreciate you taking out the time to share your experiences with our audience. And I'm going to hit you with the first question. Who is Anthony Bryce? Wow. you're like oh where'd that come from um so you know business wise what i do is i help authors coaches personal brands who are passionate about making an impact and leaving a legacy to update upgrade and uplift their uplift their mindset to maximize their health multiply their wealth and magnify their relationships i need all that all of that (laughs) i I need all we all do we all do Wow. 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 That That's a lot. Uh, I'm going to let them process. Y'all need to process that. Okay. Yeah, it so, is a lot. So you're saying, so all of this, you're also, you know, you know, like I said in the introduction, a best-selling author, a coach, an empowerment entrepreneur. This all started when you were eight years old. You said you had a yeah. vision when you were eight years old. Tell us about that. Yeah, it's crazy because I, I rarely share it or I don't really share much, but I always mention it, you know, kind of in my bio because it's always crazy for people to think that, you know, something started that early. Um, so I'll I'll try to summarize it. So when I was eight years old, I'm, I'm from Rock Hill, South Carolina. You know, I'm, I'm from from around the way, as they call it. <laughs> and, um, you know, so one night 
I was looking through my front door, you know, back in the day, you know, you got that that screen door yep. in between the door. So I was look I was looking through at the glass at that door, man. It was nighttime. And crazy enough, man, I got this vision where I was looking through and I seen what I assumed was an adult version of myself. And I was standing on like a pedestal and there was innumerable people surrounding me. Mm. And I was I was handing I people were reaching out for me and I was handing something out to all of the people. I didn't know what it was. Uh, and when I looked at myself, I looked I felt like I was successful. What I would assume at the time was successful, mm -hmm. confident leader. You know, I kind of got had that air about that that uh, adult version of me. And through that vision, I took that even back then as I was meant to be a leader. I was meant to help people. Um, I was meant to, you know, do something that was bigger than me, that was preordained. And uh, now that I know that I is I needed to be shown that because of everything I went through in between that time, it would have been easy for me to quit if I didn't already know that it was already finished. Yeah. Yeah. Woo! Woo! Okay. That that's powerful, man. Um, I, I don't remember ever ever having such a powerful vision. But that's that's powerful and that, that you carry that with you. And that, you know, more importantly, you didn't run away from from what God had for you. That's yeah. what that's powerful, brother. Um you just mentioned something that I love to talk about. That in between time, you know, people people know you at the beginning of the journey. The middle of that journey is very lonely at times. And then when you get, I don't want to say the end, but when you get over some of those big obstacles, everyone tends to see the outcome and not focus on that journey. So you did mention something. I kind of want to go in order, but I don't know when this happened. So you talked about okay. in your book, you had a huge turning point in your life where a lot of things were about to happen, then yes. they didn't happen. Um, yeah. Because, you know, so y'all, let me let me preface this. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, you do it for me. You so you're a jack of all trades. I, I I would consider you a jack of all trades, though now you you said you're focusing. So we got a best-selling author, a coach, former rapper and producer, a degree in graphic design, visual artist, certified brand strategist and digital marketer, owner of a branding agency by the name of Empower Media. That link will be in the description. Um, and I put coach again, but all of those things. So did these things, were these things in the works before this turning point or did they kind of happen after? Or was it like, where, where did that turning point happen in the midst of these things? Well, of course the visual part is being an artist. I've been an artist and a creator, you know, all, all my life. So that those things were already there. Mm -hmm. Um, as far as the other things, you know, I, I was always that person who people, you know, I was always that shoulder. You know, oh, you know, when people need somebody to talk to, someone yep. who's going to be open and objective, you know, so I, I was always that kind of person naturally. Yep. Um, but the the turning point that you mentioned, yeah. that's what really put me on this path, because I, I, I felt like, you know, I could just go through the motions and do everything that I, quote unquote, want to do. Yep. And then later on, I'll come back and do what I'm supposed to do. Mm. But. Yeah, but God had other plans for me, and He set me down and 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 let me know that hey, this is this this thing can also be the means to your ends. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
this is not something I want you to do just for the sake of helping people, but this is the means for you to become the person who you're meant to become and to make the impact that you're meant to make at the same time, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know? So yeah. Do you want me to jump, jump into that? I I want, I want you to jump into it, man. Tell, tell everyone about this turning point. And I, and I want to, first of all, thank you before you even begin to talk about it. Um, a lot of people come on the air and, I, I give the glory to God on this because every people who come on this show, this is like what my show is about. Like people, I want people to not only see the success and hear the glory and the glamour. I want y'all to know that it takes work. Like we are people who go through things, who have to work through these tough situations and what you went through could help the next person who's coming in behind you or who may be going through it right now. And let them know that, hey, it's okay or it's going to be okay. So I really appreciate you opening up about this. But um, I, I'll be quiet now and go ahead and let you share what this turning point in your life was. Oh, that's good, man, that you, that you mentioned that because I'm naturally a very private person. But I had to get over the fact that if I want to make the impact and for people to resonate and for people to trust and understand and see that we're coming from the same place yep. that I have to open up and share those parts of me. Yep. Because the way that we we really relate and we really connect is through our stories uh, and our experiences. So for me, this was 2006. I was engaged to get married. You know, I just got a new job. We we're about to move to a new city you know, about to really kind of start over and start this new adult life. Yeah. And um, so the the plan was for when my fiance, she was about to graduate from college, Mm -hmm. went to the same school. And when she graduated, that's when we were going to move. You know, so within a month, within 30 days of me starting my new job, uh, we had broken up. Mm. I was pretty much, I don't say kicked out of the house, but it's like, okay, this is not going to work. So I'm going to have to leave. Um, So I ended up having to, um, me and my brother, he got a U-Haul. He came up. And the crazy, the the irony is she was graduating this day. She was, while while (laughs) I was, while I was packing up at our house to get my stuff and leave, she was literally about to graduate. Wow. Which is, it's it's crazy to even think about that now. Um, so, you know, he got my stuff. And I'm coming from Columbia, South Carolina. I went to school at USC. Mm-hmm. And I'm coming. My, I live. I work in Charlotte. And, man, we're in the U-Haul. And I'm, I'm thinking, yo, I don't I, I don't have anywhere to go. Like, literally, I, I don't have a home yeah. anymore. Yeah. I'm, I'm having to leave my home. You know, the, the life that I've known for all these years, the life that I felt like I was about to live. And I just got this job, and and it's like, man, I, down. oh my gosh, it, I felt like I was, I'm not even starting over, man. I was like, I, I really didn't know, you know, kind of where to go from there, and it was, it was rough. So literally, literally driving down the highway, you know, my only option was to move back into uh, my grandmother's house, which is the house that I grew up in in Rock Hill. So mm-hmm. I'm back in the hood, which I still love, but. You know what I'm saying? I'm 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 back in the place where I felt like I worked so hard to be able to leave it so I can come back and make it better. Yep. And I and I didn't felt like I was in that place yet to come back and make it better. I was just coming back because I didn't have 
a choice. And mm -hmm. that was very humbling and very hard for me because I was looking around and my environment was was totally different. And, I, and it made me question everything that I had done to even get to this place. Um, so maybe a week after that, um, I got a package in the mail. A couple weeks after, I got a package in the mail. And I was surprised because at this point, nobody knows that I moved back home. Right. Uh, so I'm like, and it didn't have an address or anybody. I'm like, man, you know. And in the package was a DVD. And, of course, I'm super curious now. So I put the DVD in. And the DVD was The Secret. And the person who I come to find out later, because it's crazy, and I'll, I'll, I'm sure you got plenty of questions now, because, yeah. you know, <laughs> out of story. Um, so uh, when I, I was so excited about the, the content, especially when it came into my life. I'm like, man, this comes right now. Mm -hmm. um, and I was excited, and I shared it. I was sharing it with one of my best friends, and he was the person who sent it to me. Okay. That's what's so, up. So, yeah. Yeah. Friends, man, we love y'all. <laughs> yeah, man. Yo, yeah, you man. you never know what your friends are going through sometimes, man. And when your friends are going through something, y'all, there are multiple ways to be there for them. Everything ain't about money. There are multiple ways to be there for them, man. Um, wow, you got me thinking, unpack, right? Yeah, yeah, you you got me. You got me thinking about my journey and like what I've been through and how many times this is like my third or fourth restart in life. And it's yeah, but it, it, it gets better every time. And now I'm at a place where it's just like, OK, let's go. Like, I'm ready to go to the stratosphere. Um, oh, yeah. I've, I've had others, but that was the that was the one. That yeah. was the one that put me on the journey. I think. Yeah, I think my last one was definitely the one as well. Um, similar, similar. We weren't living together, but yeah, the pandemic revealed a lot uh one of my long time prayers came to pass Be careful what you pray for y'all because i was praying for clarity and that any and all mm. obstacles in my path be removed whether i understand it or not whether i like it or not god please remove it boy did he come through and clear it i was like wait a minute yeah, how, right. how, how, how did I know that was your prayer? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, everything's going. Wait, she gone too? Wait, he's gone. What? What? Okay, okay. You know yeah. what? I asked for this. Let me take it. So, um, you mentioned someone very, very special to you, and I want you to talk to us about your granny. Oh man, yeah, man. That was that 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 was my heart, man. Um, like I said, man, she. She gave me the foundation of faith, family, and legacy, man. She was definitely all about church, and she took me took me to church, me and my brother, three, four times a week. Uh, she was all about family. She did so much, you know, for a family. And you don't realize how much some a person meant and how much they're the backbone um, and the matriarch of your family until they're not here anymore. Oh, yeah. And, you know, my, and my granny passed from Alzheimer's. Uh, and, and that in itself was super difficult. But, you know, when, when she was gone, you just can tell the impact, it, you know, it had yeah. on the family and how she was the glue that held things together. And, you know, I didn't realize in, until, you know, I was much older about the sacrifices that she was making specifically for me to be in a position I, to go to school, you know, to have these opportunities you know what I'm saying? She bought me my first car so I can get to school. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Because I, did, I didn't even have a car at all until I was a sophomore in college. Mm. 
You know what I'm saying? Um, when it was time for me to go fill out, you know, financial aid and go to the campus, she was the one who found someone who went to the school that was in our church to give to give me a ride down there to go, you know, fill out my papers and look at the campus and all this different all these different things. And and one of the biggest things was, man, I didn't I didn't even know that, you know, because she was still working up until even maybe her 70s. Uh, yeah, probably up until her seven, seven, almost pretty much up until she got sick and, and up until her 80s. And it seemed like she was still working so she can help to support me as I was still going through my college and, you know, becoming who she, you know, knew I could become. Um, at the same time, like she could have retired and yeah. not worked, you know, a long time ago. But, you know, she was still, you know, helping with my car and car insurance and just things that I would need uh, when it came to, you know, me kind of being at school. For the most part, I felt like I was, you know, taking care of myself. Yep. But the the bills and stuff in the background that uh -huh. you don't know, the insurance and things like that, yeah. you don't know until you're an adult that she was taken care of. And I didn't realize that until after the fact. Man, God, God bless her for that, man. Um, and I and I feel your pain, man. My grandma was like the same. She was like that glue between the cracks. All the holidays took place in Charleston, South Carolina, at Granny's house. Um, and yeah, I I definitely understand that connection. And um, thank you for also just just giving her credit for all the contributions that she made. Like um, I teach middle school now. <clears throat> and I do Saturday detention with the kids. And so they go to Saturday detention for various things. And one of the things I talk to them about, other than just having them write stuff, is their life, where they want to go, and thinking about what their parents, grandparents, whoever is taking care of you, think about what they're doing for you and how your behavior is impacting them. Because you're going to get older, you're going to grow up, and you're going to have to do these things one day. And you need to start becoming more appreciative because I'm seeing like not that everyone's well off, but I'm seeing kids with two, three hundred dollar outfits on. When the J's drop, you got them. When that new hoodie drop, you got them. When the AirPods mm. come out, you got them. When the PlayStation or Xbox or whatever come out, you got. They're giving you everything. And in my head, now that I'm an adult, I'm like, dang, like your parents are dropping some serious bread on you, and you mm -hmm. acting like, and you acting like this. Mm -hmm. um, whatever the reason may be, but it's like sometimes some of this stuff is like, yo, stop and really think about what's happening and who's doing these things for you because you don't want to get older and be like, oh, shoot, like I never showed appreciation or thanked them for that. But Absolutely. sorry to get sidetracked. But no, I, no, no, that's real, man. Somebody yeah. need to hear that. Yeah, I, I'm definitely glad you had that influence in your life, man. Um, so my next question for you, when did you realize that you loved reading? Uh, I think when I, when I really got on this, uh, personal development success principles journey, because when we were coming up, man, it's, it almost felt like we were conditioned to believe that we didn't have any control over our lives. It's kind of like we have to go through the motions and yep. accept what we're given because of our station in life, where we're born, who we are, what we look like, ethnicity, uh, spirituality. Um, and when I started digging into these principles um, about learning who I am and what I'm capable of and, you know, the, the things that were done in the past and these principles that are consistent, I was hooked, man. I was hooked. 
I was hooked, man. So I, I love it. And so it's like anything that I want to be great at, because I always even tell my boys, like, if you're going to be good at something, be great at it. Meaning that if you're, if you're going to put in enough work that you want to be good at it, go ahead and take it the next step and be great at it. So for me, any, anything that I want to improve or anything that can be improved, I know that there is are resources out there for me to improve in it. Yep. Anything. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I want to get better at my finance. I want to get better at my relationship. I want to get better at whatever. So that's what kind of put me on it on that journey because I love to learn. I love to learn things. And more so than anything, I love to share what I learned. Yes. But that's the biggest thing. Important point. My mom just said to me today, you know, I was talking to her about some of my mentors in my life, and she said it's hard to find people that actually want to see you do better and want to share the knowledge. Like, that, that's very big, you know. Some people like to hoard all the information. Nah, dog, I can't tell you that. I got to keep that one. It's like, bro, you know how big the world is? You one person in the entire world. Like, there's very few people, very small percentage of the population that have this one thing that they really can't give up because it makes them who they are and it makes them all their money. But it's like... Really? You probably found that on YouTube. Just send the link, bro. But uh, right. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't exactly. know. It's like, I don't know. It's like people have like this unspoken, unseen uh, competition with each other when in reality, we're stronger when we're together. If you have the right group of people and y'all work together and pool your resources, y'all can accomplish this great thing. Then go do whatever you want to do on the side. But it's like yeah. everything in yeah. the competition. I'm not trying to beat you. Like, let's win yeah. together. <laughs> yeah, we got we got to break that conditioning, man. Yeah, I mean that goes all the way back. That's a whole another something else. But you know, that's that's definitely something that's been embedded to create that competition. And because we are stronger together, we're we're even more than stronger. We're so so much more powerful. Um, you know, I, I when you were making that that statement, it made me think about when one of us we got uh, some new shoes, some certain shoes on. Yeah, like man, where you got them from, man? Don't even worry about it. Don't. <laughs> They want to be the only one with them. The only, the only one. one I want to tell you. Like, you so. know, the manufacturer made 58,000 pair of them. Like, come on, man. But I, right. But they, but, but, but they like, you're not going to find it through me. Yeah, you're not going to find it through me. And then at the end of the day, who you are as a person makes you who you are. Like, those other physical, material things, they add on to you and they accentuate who you are as a person. But it's like, come on, man. But I digress. So, Okay. You were definitely, well, you are a jack of all trades, but you said you wanted to focus more on the uh, the coaching and writing aspect of things. So how hard, what, what hmm, what's the word, what's the question I would really want to ask? How did you know that you needed to let go of more of those other things you were doing and focus on that? Because that's, a, that's something you and I have, we have a lot in common. I was the same way. Like I used I have a lot of skills and talents, and I still dabble every now and again, but, like, podcasting and my vending machine business, which I'm trying to get off the ground now, like, my main focus is, like, other stuff is still there. I could do it if I want to, but, like, I just Mm -hmm. got to a point where I'm, like, I need to do this. Like, this is it. So what happened Mm -hmm. to let you know that, you know, you need to do these two things? It's literally just simply choosing what you want to do. Like, what's what's your passion? Like, what what feeds you? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, almost like, what would you do for free? You know what I'm saying? That part. It's, yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, what, whatever whatever the thing is that you're passionate about that 
that you would put down and you would do all the time regardless. Like, that's really the thing. And almost the other side is simply just not doing the stuff you don't want to do. Even though you, you can do it, that stuff takes a lot out of you, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, my, even the branding piece, man, I love. And, and the reason why I got so, um, I, I wanted to create a mastery around business and branding and marketing because I, I, I know the key is the financial freedom. And if, I, if I'm going to help people and speak to them from all these different angles, especially with us starting so many businesses, it's a lot of people that start businesses. Nobody, a lot of us don't know how to build successful, long-lasting brands. Right. You know what I'm saying? So in order for me to do that, I, I not only have to become that, I have to teach us how to do that because we don't have not only just the resources, but like you said before, we don't. Who who are we going to reach out to? Who has done that to that level, or at least have the knowledge to that level? Yep. Who is sharing that knowledge to those people so that so that they can do that? Um. So yeah. So that that was the main reason I even got into that part as far as the business and branding. Um. But I mean, for me, I love I love to write because I I love to take what I read, put it in my own words, and you know, break it down and share that, you know what I'm saying? So I have like, I don't know, 10 books in me, just like that. Um, and, and, and I, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I, I, I love, I like, I, I love, I love to write and doing the branding and the business piece, man, it's a lot. It's a lot because I came from doing each of the parts separately. You know, I'm a graphic designer, you know, yeah. for 20 plus years. You know what I'm saying? Learning digital marketing, knowing that if you're going to be in this space and build a business, you're going to have to learn those things. Yeah. And then me and then me learning about the, you know, the power of branding. And that was literally me saying, OK, I need to find a focus. Even if I'm going to do it, I still need to find a focus. So, you know, within that time period, I took a year and I read 50 books on branding. And <laughs> a, a, after that, man, I was I, you know, 50? I was a branding 50 books on branding in a year. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, okay, I before I did it, I was like, I want a PhD level uh uh information and um insight on branding or whatever the subject is. Yeah. Because for me, if I learn anything like deeply, if I learn it like all the nuances of it, yeah, then no matter what you throw at me. I could give it back to you. But yeah. if I don't understand it, then I'm going to have to explain it a certain way. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, I made a, a long, a longer story longer. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, yeah, man, with the, with it, it's just a lot with the business wise and taking on brands and building those joints from scratch. And it, it's just, a, it takes a lot of time and a lot of energy. So I'm getting to the point where I want to simplify, you know, simplify my life you know, have more peace, have more time for myself and for my family yeah. um, and still be able to maximize my, you know, earning and impact potential. Dang, <laughs> I need branding help. Um, <laughs> I got you, brother. I got you. I, I'm definitely going to holler at you because one thing I learned about myself is to stay in my lane. Um, I like with this podcast and thing. 
like 60% of it I can do on my own, but that other 40% is crucial. I don't like doing it. I know how to do it. I just don't want to do it. And there's just other small things I know that I don't know. And I'm not afraid to admit, I don't know how to do this. I don't like doing this. Oh, I need to do this. Okay, let me find someone on Fiverr to do this for me. Because, like, I'm not doing it. Like, I'm just to a point where I know what I have space and capacity for and what I don't. But I definitely, definitely could use a professional experience touch to help grow this podcast because that's important for me. So I'm definitely going to holler at you about that. But um, thank you for making your long story longer because... That, that's what people need, that full explanation. Because sometimes you sit back and think you're crazy and you're the only one who's been through it and the only one who thought like that. But I'm the same way. Like, when it's something I'm really interested in, I'm researching everything. Like, when I started mm-hmm. the DJ, you couldn't ask me a DJ question that I couldn't answer. I knew all the softwares, all the hardwares, all the major companies, the names of the conferences, when the conference was, what's coming out, what you should use, what you shouldn't use, all that. Same thing with podcasts, and I do the same thing. Because I'm like much like you, I want to know it. And mm-hmm. people tend to come to me with the the craziest questions out the blue because they know I've done so many things. Um, but again, like you said, you start to look at life and you're like, all right, what's what's the more, more important? Or man, I don't, I'm not giving enough time to this, this, and this. So something, yeah, something's got to go. It was yeah, it was definitely you know feeling overwhelmed, doing too much, you know, because I'm you know I. I'm big on clarity. And, you know, when I talk to my clients and talk to other people, it's like, man, you got to get clear yourself. You can't be doing too much. And and let me because you made a point that that made me want to share something that I think is powerful when it comes to the time that I put in to learn this thing, because sometimes people need numbers to really understand what they can do. It's one thing for me to talk about this stuff in theory. And it's one for people to see how it could specifically impact their lives. Yep. So I went from, you know, being the, the the worker part as far as the designer to learning branding to to a level where I could charge. I was charging three thousand dollars for a three hour conversation mm. where branding branding packages started at ten thousand dollars ten thousand the twenty thousand dollars you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. starting you know what i'm saying yeah. so i'm just, I, and, and i share that just just so people can understand that you know the power of the information the power of real of mastery yes. i'm huge in mastery the power of mastery and the power of believing and having the confidence enough in yourself to say, this is what I'm worth. Yes. And to be okay if people walk away yes. from not consuming what you have to offer. Yes. I'm. Thank you for saying that. I had an argument, well, not an argument. Me, <laughs> shout out to uh, Jessica, my former co-host. Love you, Jessica. We had a conversation because she's a business owner and I used to DJ. And we used to always talk about how people always like to try to, ha- especially us. Love you, my beautiful black people. We always try to haggle and things of that nature. And it's like, look, this is what my time, my effort, my energy, and my expertise is worth. If that's too much for you, I'm sorry. There, Let me recommend you to somebody else. Like, don't Don't question me. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't question my value. Now, if I provide the service and you didn't get what you needed or I under-delivered and over-promised, that's a whole nother conversation. But 
that's something I've noticed in my the tiny bit of research I've done in businesses is like don't be afraid to ask for what you want and you got to be okay with people walking away because your reputation will precede you. If people know that they can haggle, they going you're always going to have clients that are going to haggle you and you're never going to get what you quote unquote want. Yeah, you'll be making money or making income, but is it fulfilling? Is it what you truly deserve? But I, I'm so glad you put those numbers out there. Do you have payment plans? I'm so glad you. <laughs> I do. I, okay, I good. Do. I'm so glad you put those numbers out there, man. Um, because there's something I'll talk to you about in private that I want to start doing. Um, okay. and I put I gave someone a number, and they're like, "Well, I can just I can just go on YouTube and blah 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 and do it myself." And I said, "Okay, you can you can mm. you can." But I've already done it, and I've been doing this for over six years. So what you're is going to explaining too much already? Yeah. You're explaining too much. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. You just just put it out there because at that point it seems like you're trying to convince them of your value. Your value is yep. going to show for itself. So you don't have to convince them of anything. And, and that's not to be rude or shrewd or anything. Yep. You know what I'm saying? But you're not showing me the level of respect when you're trying to get me to take down my price. You know, based on where you are at that moment, and that's that's no slight to you. Mm-hmm. It's just that I'm not the person for you at this moment. You know, based on what your needs and what your resources are now, you know, what I'm saying you can I, I, I can show you the the results that I've gotten for my people number wise to see why why it's worth it. But that stuff is going to speak for itself. So yep. you don't have to convince anybody of, of of your value. I love that. I love that. So I'm going to shift gears a little bit here with you. So I oh man when we first spoke I would where were we were we in the I would say we're about in the middle of the pandemic ish if my memory yeah. serves cor- correctly probably in the middle I think I want to say in the middle but how did the the pandemic impact you your business your life what what impact did that have on you and how did you make sure that you were okay because I think this is a huge important lesson for those of you who work for yourselves or entrepreneurs or just people who are concerned with finances because that pandemic that was probably the biggest financial wake-up call for me in my life and I thank God that I was in a position to be comfortable and to continue Mm -hmm. to be earning but Mm -hmm. boy when I tell you my habits change drastically and where my (laughs) money goes change drastically ah man because I was like yo this can this can happen like because it's Mm -hmm. happening like the Mm -hmm. the unthinkable impossible happened mm-hmm. and i was like i'm just lucky and blessed enough to be not one of the people out here really doing bad so like moving forward i'm like mm, we gotta tighten this up but mm-hmm. how'd that work out for you yeah man i mean you you bring up a lot of good points when you talk about it could happen you know what i'm saying because we were living a lot of us living this dream world thinking that you know certain things are aren't likely and shutting down the world you know, something like that is never going to happen. I'm always going to have access to this job or a gig or to people or whatever. Yep. So it, it, it was a wake up call um, for a lot of people. And it 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 just reminded me and just a lot of people of what I have been talking about for the longest is that you out of everything you do, you need to figure out and focus on how to have your own livelihood, create your own livelihood because i don't care what job you got if you work for somebody you cannot have a job tomorrow you know what i'm saying you know what i'm saying because they look at so many people look at what they do 
and their passion or their business or their vision as a side gig. That's not a side gig. That's plan A. The job is plan B. Don't make your dream plan B. You know what I'm saying? Because if that's the case, then they get rid of you. Then what? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Then, 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 then you're trying to figure it out. So it definitely reminded a lot of people of that. I think the the amazing thing that it did was it made a lot of well, it made a lot of people sit down and be still and be quiet <laughs> yep. and listen uh, and reflect. But it also birthed a lot of businesses and a lot of uh, of ideas and you know a lot of things that probably wouldn't have come about definitely at that time if that wasn't the case. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, I mean, we're still, you know, coming out of the transition. It it was rough and it still, you know, is to an extent. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I always still have the thoughts and prayers and reminders of the people who lost people or the people who impacted, you know, to those, you know, to those levels. You know what I'm saying? So not not to forget that yeah. and, and, and that as a component to, you know, remembering how blessed we are and remembering how everybody's experience with with this is much different you know yeah. what i'm saying i know a lot of people who didn't have like didn't have at all like we're struggling for what we what we would call the basics yep you know what i'm saying so it it definitely made you keep things in perspective uh and it and it made me even more feel for my mission to get this message out and i actually wrote another book released another book during the pandemic my first children's book called I am powerful, I am amazing, I am a king. You know what I'm saying? So, nice. you know, with, with without that for me to sit down, because I had the idea for like two years and didn't move on it, but then when that happened, I was like, okay. You know, <laughs> yeah. I need, to, I need to finish this thing and put it out. So, I'm going to get to your books right after I say this one thing. Um, it's funny, you mentioned all those things, and we're kind of coming at the end of the pandemic. Boom, a war breaks out, gas prices through the roof. So in my, in my brain, oh, it happened again. <laughs> like, because I need my car. And gas went up about $2.5 a gallon. The funny thing was, I go to the gas station like I did before, and I was just like, oh, that gas is higher. That sucks. <laughs> but I'm not torn up or broken up about it because I know I got it. I'm not rich, mm -hmm. but I put mm -hmm. my, I, those lessons I learned during the pandemic and those habits that I changed are paying dividends already. Because I'm like, all right, well, you prepare for this. You budget, you save this much a month, you invest this much a month, you spend as much on yourself a month. So if any crap pops up, you you pretty good, you straight. And you know where your next check is coming from. You have other things in the works. So, I mean, it 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 the benefits, y'all, are immediate. They're immediate. But, all right, so we're talking to a best-selling author, and I haven't really talked about books. Shame on me. Uh, no. Oh, good. So... <laughs> Where are you right now in your journey as an author? What's new? What's coming? Um, well, I, I'll start with this as far as where I am on my journey. This would be technically my fifth book. Um, I just, you know, released two. Um, there's a, a few more in the works. But, man, be honest with you, this, because I've self-published all of my books, and I've learned so much, you mm. know, during that process. Um and I got a, a publicist now that actually co-wrote my children's book with me. Shout out to Miss Christy High, uh, which is my publicist and co-author of my children's book. Um, but I, I think I'm probably moving towards traditional publishing. Um, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it's, 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 it's a lot of work, man. If you really want to do it to the level 
that I, I want to do it and the impact I want to make, mm. you know what I'm saying? You're going to really have to have a, a lot of things in place. Um, yeah. So that's why I am in a journey. And the more current part is that, you know, I just released two books. Uh, the first book is called Poor Me to Soul Rich. Uh, update, upgrade your mindset to maximize your health, multiply your wealth and magnify your relationships. Um, and this book is, it's a mindset book. It's, and I, I feel like there are, and I'm not, I'll speak briefly about it, but just to give people an idea about where this book is supposed to take them. Uh, there are three, three mindset levels in my, and in my mind. And there's level one, which I call poor me. Level two, I call a mediocre mindset. Level three, I call soul rich. So poor me mindset. A poor me mindset is a mindset that's rooted in self-pity, scarcity, victim, victimhood, or not fully owning one's circumstances. Ooh. There's a lot that I can put in that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, but that that's probably the most concise simplest definition and i'm sure you know you yeah. can kind of put that in context for sure um the second one or the second level is called the mediocre mindset it's a mindset in which a person a person wishes more for themselves and their lives yet accepts whatever life throws at them you know i, I also call this the uh the lottery mindset and what i mean by that <laughs> <laughs> and what i mean by that is that a person with a lottery mindset says something like this. It would be amazing if I could have these things, but I don't think they'll ever actually happen. Mm. All right. That's a, that can, I can unpack that for an hour by itself. All right. The, la the last and uh, the third level is the soul rich mindset. Soul rich mindset is the person who has confidence, confident in oneself, one's abilities and one's power to create a life of fulfillment in all areas Ooh. yeah so those are the levels that's and that's what yeah that, and that's what the book is um meant for to be a mirror for you to hold up to yourself to see who you are right now to see who you can be what you're capable of and for you to be honest with yourself to find your truth and live it that's I'll what it's about I, yo, okay, so I have to buy your books um, today. <laughs> um, you just you just spoke to my spirit, man. I love reflective learning. As an educator, that's one of the things we are taught to do. After you go through your lesson or your unit or your week, whenever we're always taught reflect, 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 and to be honest with yourself. I tell so many people that, so many people who, and th those of you out there, if you want help, you want guidance, you want mentorship, it starts with honesty. Look in the mirror. It is okay to look in the mirror and think about and look at the things that are wrong. Not just, not physically, but like, no, you know what you do. You know what your BS is. Let's be real. Like, I know what mine are. I know I don't work on the podcast like I should. I know I don't physically work out like I should. There, I know my slack areas. But I'm not here to fake the funk. I want to get better and I want to do better. And I've been doing it. I've been taking those steps. Like I always post and tell people on Facebook, take a step forward every day. Big step, small step, take a step forward and try to lead those bad habits and that poor mindset one 
step further behind you each day. Because a lot mm. of us, like you just mentioned, that third level, a lot of us talk mm. like we want that third level or that we're mm. in that third level, but mm-hmm. we're really in the first, maybe in between the first and second. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, but also, yeah. y'all be prepared to do the work, man. Yeah, I think the majority, if I say majority of us in the mediocre mindset, you know, just yeah. kind of going, kind of going through the motions. Uh, but we know a lot of poor me mindset people yeah. as well. We know what that energy feels like. Um, and I'm, I'm glad you brought up those points because it's a great transition to the second book I wrote. Um, it's called uh, My Reflection, mm-hmm. literally. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> it's uh, a guided journal for a journal for healing, self discovery and living on purpose. And the reason for this one is that when I wrote the first version of Poor Me to Soul Rich, it brought up a lot of where what people were telling me, it brought up a lot of feelings and emotions and thoughts and things that, you know, that were scary, some things that were exciting, uh, some things that they didn't want to look at, but they didn't quite know what to do with those feelings. They didn't know what to do with those thoughts. You know what I'm saying? They brought it up. It's like, man, this is insightful. But, you know, I I don't know what to do with it. So in this version, um, I wanted to make sure that they could get the best results possible and to help them to process those emotions and process those thoughts um, so that they can get, you know, to the place that they that they want to be. So you see a lot of journals, man, and a lot of journals are a bunch of pages to tell you to write your thoughts out and say what your day was like and all which is which is which is cool man but it's like you know it's good to get your thoughts out um but a lot of times people have a bunch of empty note or not empty a bunch of full notebooks you know um and don't really kind of know what to do with them they have those thoughts and they don't know you know uh, a a way to to process them right so what what this journal is about man it it really takes you and, and it's a companion to pour me to soul rich. So having them both, you know, I think it's a, a very powerful combination. Um, so what it does is kind of what you were saying before, it's broken down into sections. And the first section is called my vision. And my vision is like uh, Stephen Covey says, beginning with the end in mind, knowing exactly what you want, knowing what that destination looks like and being clear about what that destination is. Mm-hmm. Because like you said, you could take a step but what's what's what direction are you taking a step? Ooh. You know what I'm saying? You, you can be taking a step in uh, east, west, south, and, and those different <laughs> and all those directions, and end up back in the same place you started. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So you need to know, you know, you need to know where you're going. You know, so that part really takes you through very, very specifics uh, from the uh, the macros and the micros of really getting clear about what you want out of your life from yourself. Uh, the things that you know that you want to accomplish, the things that you want to do, uh, yeah, it's 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 jam packed, man. Um, so the next part is called my present, mm-hmm. and it's literally about what you said by getting honest about where you are right now, and that's a hard thing for a lot of people it's because if we, it's not fun at all because if you really try to be honest with yourself about you know kind of where you are, it's going to cause you to feel like you need to change something. But you probably don't want to change it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So the next section is called my suitcase. And this I, th- I think this is probably one of the most powerful ones because this is this isn't usually in the text that you see when you see these kind of 
uh, these kind of books. And it's about literally having a suitcase and deciding what to keep and take with you <laughs> and, what, and what to unpack and leave. Because there's, all, there's always this thought that in order for us to improve our lives, we have to add something. But I present that the, the quickest and most impactful way to make a uh, change in your life immediately is to get rid of something. Leave oh, something behind. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I, yo, yo, so I never thought about what you just said like that until you brought in the suitcase reference. Mm-hmm. And when I think about every time in my life that I've taken a major step forward or did something major or new or different or had a new beginning, something else had to be let go of because the analogy is correct. Because do you want to walk around with 15 suitcases or do you want to have that one with the essentials so you can move and get around like you're trying to get around? You can't hold mm-hmm. on to everything and everybody. I mean, you can if you want to. Good luck mm-hmm. trying to move forward with all of that baggage. You're going to have to mm-hmm. buy a bus or something like that. But mm. wow. that <laughs> I never thought yeah. about it like that, but it's so true. And so many people don't... And I just want to sprinkle this in there, y'all. Don't let other people stop you people will make Mm -hmm. you feel bad or feel guilty for wanting to do more and to do better for yourself because they they won't say it they feel like you're going to leave them behind Mm -hmm. instead of looking in the mirror and saying well why why would someone want to leave me behind you know they look at you and say oh you wrong you've changed this and the third no if you're being left behind you're being left behind for a reason it just might not be your time no more. It might be something you're doing. It might be something you're not doing. And it's not necessarily negative. It's just something new that's happening and you just might not fit anymore. And some of those things might not fit anymore, y'all. And it is okay. Like my podcast mm-hmm. and stuff that I'm doing, and I'm sure stuff, you know, Brother Bryce, that you're doing wouldn't be possible if you were holding on to those old things because they're time consuming, they're emotionally mm-hmm. draining. They're financially mm-hmm. draining. And it's mm-hmm. like, you need to reallocate that. So, man, like, mm. my eyes got big when you said, I was like, oh, stop. <laughs> mm. Unpack right. the you suitcase. Know, and, and, <laughs> and just to add on to what you just said, let's, let me make this point, is that you'll notice that the, the, the negative and the toxic things are heavy. Yes. The positive things, the things that add value are light. They're yes. easy to carry. Yes. They're easy to carry. Just let just let I'll say that and just let that sink in. All right. It's true. So it's true. You know, and 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 the last the last two parts of it is uh, the two chapters of it. It's called my reflection and my intentions. Okay. So it, it's it, it's a section for you to be able to you know reflect on you know some of the things that you read and what it means to you, and it gives you a space to set your intentions daily, so you're not you're not living on accident and you start living on purpose. Wow. I needed this conversation. I need these books. I need to do better about reading. I have some very powerful books in my bookshelf right over here to my left. And I need to ingrain reading into my daily life. I know it's bad as an educator. I don't read like I should. You give me an internet article, I'll read it all day. But like a book, oh, I got to get my head around it. And I don't like the tablet thing either. But I do have a book I need to read on there. Do you have any tips for people like me? Like I can read. I'm a great reader too. Like out loud and all that stuff and I take notes but I it's so hard for it to become a habit for me. 
Man, for, for me, I know I have a weird, like my optimal setup is because a lot of my books are ebooks, even though a lot of them I would prefer to have, um, you know, the, a lot of people prefer to have them in their in their hands. Mm -hmm. The cool thing about ebooks is that, you know, it's easy for me to take notes and it's easy for me to highlight and take things. Because for me, I, I, I sometimes read it like a, almost like a textbook. And if I see something or read something that really resonates, I'll take that thing and I'll expand on it based on what I feel like it's saying. Or I'll take that thing and something I'll share later, you know, from my own perspective. And uh, for me, I'll I'll literally read the book, have the book ebook in front of me, the audio book I'm listening to at the <laughs> same time, and I'll have um, classical music low playing in the background so it flows. You know what I'm saying? Because when you're reading, it's so quiet. It's like an empty space. So you're really, you know, really thinking about your reading. Mm -hmm. But what classical music or just music, it can be jazz, uh, does is it creates a flow. Yeah. It creates a flow. It, it, turns, it turns the book or the words into music, into a song. So it has a rhythm to it. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, it you know, I absorb it a whole lot better. And it creates a more, you know, uh, an environment, a more enjoyable environment for me when I'm reading. And, you know, and I, like I said, I, I take all of that stuff in. I'm going to try that. You know, it's, it's funny you mention that because I played music in my classroom. And when I taught elementary school and the kids were reading, I would play softer, lower music. And I used to ask them, does that, is that distracting? You know, like, no, it's actually helping. I didn't even think about it for myself. So definitely appreciate that. I, I need to do that. Um, man, this has been a great conversation. I only got one more question for you before I let you go. But before I even do that, I just want to thank you for just being open, um, and just sharing parts of your journey, um, and letting people know about your book and your message. I really appreciate that. My last question for you, what advice do you have for any aspiring authors out there? To, to get started, just to write. Because it's so many, I get so many messages about from aspiring authors and they're so busy trying to figure out all the different parts of the book, how it's supposed to flow, uh, getting it published, uh, putting stuff online. They're worrying about too much of the wrong things and haven't really written anything. You know what I'm saying? So first, my advice would be like just to write, to get it out, mm -hmm. get it out, you know, just just start writing. The rest will take care of itself. Um, and, and one of the biggest things that could help you to even start off with is to know the outcome, know the result that you want to have for your reader. Like when I finish reading your book, if you can figure out how you want me to feel, which, what action you want me to go take, what should I be able to do now that I went through this book? Like if I, if you know the answer to that, then you can fill out the middle. You mm. can fill out the middle. If it's like, okay, if it was like, okay, building a house, at the end of this, you're going to be able to, you know, build the house. You know what I'm saying? If, if you know that that's the case, okay, what are the, what are the five different things? What are, can you break down five steps to building a house? Oh, okay, now you have to, you know, uh, do the blueprint. And then you have to, you know, hire these people to calculate these things. You got to have somebody to, to pour the foundation, I mean, whatever. If you can break those things down into those steps, now you got it. It's like, okay, this is where I started. Mm -hmm. These are the frustrations that I have. This is what I'm going through. I understand it. You know what I'm saying? And then I know what the end is. The middle is just the plan. 
I wrote that down. <laughs> that's real. I, I wrote that down. Don't, don't overcomplicate it. It's, it's been done so many times, and that's not you know necessarily for me. This is basically from stuff that I've learned from all the people I consider mentors from the books that I've read. Sheesh. Ladies and gentlemen, there you have it, Mr. Anthony Bryce, dropping that knowledge, promoting positivity. Thank you so much for joining me again, good brother. Is there anything else you want to share with the audience and make sure, you know, you tell them where they can get your book or uh, connect with you or communicate with you and um, definitely send me a link. I will put all that stuff in the description. Absolutely. So uh, people can buy the book at soulrichbook.com. That's S-O-U-L-R-I-C-H-B-O-O-K.com. Uh, you can find me on Instagram. That's usually where I put most of my content and connect with uh, my audience at Anthony D. Bryce uh, and my website at AnthonyDBryce.com. So, yeah, yeah, make sure y'all holler at me, man. I'm, I'm always open. And, and one of the biggest compliments I get is that, you know, out of all the people, you know, that are maybe in this field of, you know, positivity and personal growth and things like that, um, people tell me I'm, I'm accessible. I respond to them. I comment on things that they say. They, you know, some I I get questions and letters and stuff from all over the world, um, and it's and it's super super humbling uh, that they reach out to this person that they don't know. But it, it means so much that the fact that they feel like you know out of anybody in the world that they can share this personal things with that they reach out to me. So I appreciate that, and I don't take it lightly. Well, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. I pray that these words penetrate your mind and your soul and that you can take something from this interview and make your life better. Make sure you check out Brother Anthony Bryce's links in the description. Connect with him on Instagram. Check out the website. Check out the books. And even if it isn't for you, I'm pretty sure you know someone that could benefit from this. Because I'm definitely, definitely going to share all these things because that's what it's all about for me. So until next time, ladies and gentlemen, take care of yourselves physically, mentally, and financially. And we'll catch y'all next time. Peace.